0: A collision.
1: Yeah, people. Well, I'm dead. Welcome to episode five of the new Dad Rock. Okay, a few administrative items this week since we're at episode five. I guess we can consider ourselves a real podcast. So, number one, the podcast, which you may have noticed already, will release on Tuesdays. If you're enjoying us, Please share us with your friends, neighbors, and perhaps even your nemesis.
0: I wouldn't want to wish this podcast on my nemesis.
1: <laughs> Alright, <laughs> so number two, under the category of Shameless Promotion, please remember to give us five stars. Let's jot down a quick written review. It doesn't have to be much. <laughs> it can even be one word, like sick, rad, penultimate. And finally, number three, in this week's mailbag, Cuss It In Songs.
0: Yeah. I know she started the playlist from last week's pavement show with Fox Elder. It's a great song, man. Yeah. But the second line is, I had to
1: get the F out of this town. It's a regular suburban anthem, dude. What about the children? No shame? How did you even find that playlist, by the way? It was on the episode notes page. (laughs) Oh, duh. I put that there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But music is important in your kid's development. Social, educational, linguistic, a new way of expression math you know any which way
1: love yeah if you are playing music it inspires confidence patience um you know inhibits stage fright
0: besides from that has being a dad changed your musical habits or taste
1: um not really i mean i play the same bands that i always listen to if i want to listen to some finnish death metal i do if i want to listen to some you know trippy stuff from the 60s or some funk some songs I won't play, like "Killing in the Name" of by Rage Against the Machine, which is like "fuck you." I won't do, yeah, do. it. Like hilarious. I won't play that song in front of my kids.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I get it, man. See, the only way music has changed for me mostly is that I listen to the radio because I drive a car. I like to get them to their practice, soccer practice or their friends' houses, to school sometimes when I'm late or whatnot. So I'll, I pretty much only, luckily, only drive now because I have to move my kids around. And But that's why I listen to the radio. So I'm, oftentimes I'm driving at the same time, and so I'm hearing the same radio every day. So it's, it's totally interesting. So the, it's more meta the way having kids has changed the way I hear music.
1: Yeah, when I, when I pick up my... So the only person I really drove to school much was I would pick up my daughter sometimes from high school. and She's like in 10th uh-huh. grade, so I'll roll up in front of the high school. Not 9 times out of 10, but at least 5 times out of 10, I'll be playing like extreme Finnish black metal. No way. <laughs> yeah, and her. <laughs> it it, it kind of depends if there's like going to be a friend picked up, and certain friends, that they see what I'm doing. Friend there. of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but they see what I'm doing and they are somewhat amused by it. Um, but there are certain friends that I I would not play that. I might just be more like, I don't know. Some, yeah, for
0: some of them you some can a or actor. something. Yeah. T- well, that's great. Hey, you know what? Diversity is good,
1: man. Anyway, have your kids. Speaking of diversity, have your kids introduced you to any bands? Um, I mean, not really. Like, they have no interest in what I'm playing, and to be honest, like, they've I've probably gotten more from them. Like, I know they like Billie Eilish, um, so I checked out a couple of her songs. Oh, dude. Um, I love her, and like,
0: that's actually one of our big um, travel albums. It's Billie Eilish, but only because she's actually on the radio.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't listen to the radio, and I guess once in a while I'll miss somebody like that, but I guess my oldest daughter is tuned in enough that if if I miss out on it, she'll at least, and it gets big enough, I'll find out.
0: Yeah, so I have two, um, um, a nephew and a niece who live in Oakland. I think they're probably like 15, the girl, and 12, the boy, and like, I'm like, what do you find music? Like, I love having like this 10-minute conversation, you know, every month or two when I see them, and like, they, obviously they're like, listen, listen old dad or whatever, you know, but, like, they're cool with me, and, like, they use SoundCloud because they don't have to pay for it, right? They don't have credit cards or whatnot, so they can't buy, um, like, Tidal, like I use, or Spotify, like most people use, or Apple, so it's interesting um, how they hear music. So most of what you hear on the radio is on SoundCloud, too.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, SoundCloud is easy to upload things to, you know that, but my... My kids, like my oldest, her friends have like recorded these like horrible raps that are on SoundCloud that you can go listen to, and it's it's kind of awesome. It's kind of no, it's amazing. I'm saying I probably got more from my kids than they got uh-huh. from me because anything we, including my wife, anything we try to introduce to the kids, it's like we're trying to feed them asbestos. My daughter, yeah, it sounds tasty. A, a, a couple of years ago, my daughter was in the singing competition and she had this list of like, you know, a hundred songs that she had to choose from. And she had to have like second and third choices because it's 30 kids choosing from those same hundred songs. <laughs> oh, and, I see. Yeah, yeah. And my wife is like trying to get her to sing like, dream a little dream of me. That 60 song? Yeah. Like it's the Mamas and the Papas. I think there are other versions, but the Mamas and the Papas is the one she knows. But she had no... Interest in that at all. So. so, when you listen to music, do
0: you change what you play because you have kids? Like, like uh, the Dead Kennys might be now, I'm like, I listen to, like, uh, Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death, right? Like that Margaret Thatcher Reagan
1: parody is amazing.
0: Yeah. And like, I'm not gonna play that anywhere where my kids can hear it, but like, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, within reason, I mean, there is some censorship which goes on, I guess, automatically. And I think censorship is, you know, something that there are definitely pros and cons to an extent. Anytime that you have a black and white line, it makes it a lot harder. I, I think in Plato's Republic, I think he was talking about
0: the censorship of music, and other philosophers in the early days, and even later days were talking about, like, the passion and inspired and how that can be dangerous to the, like, civic and political world. But I digress. Yeah, I mean, parents
1: parents have been, you know, complaining about what kids are listening to. They're like, oh, those kids these days, I'm sure, like, back in Tin Pan Alley, and, you know, at least definitely through the invention of rock and roll and Elvis and the Beatles and punk, all the parents were like, oh, these kids, this is terrible. It's ruining the next generation.
0: Somehow, I've been able to keep up to some degree with, like, like new music, which is cool because it it sounds great, man. It's like yeah, you're the oh, cool f-
1: dad. You're the cool dad. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that, man. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, <laughs> think about who's not the cool dad or the cool mom, I should say. Like the PMRC. Do you remember that? Like what what was that called? The Parents Music Resource Center. I oh, think. Tipper Gore, right? right? Yeah, and a few other moms. Yeah, like Washington moms. They're all upset T- about what they hear in music. And it was like when we were kids. Yeah, dude, and they got, and they're the ones who got the stickers on everything. We were the kids that they were aiming it at. Nineteen eighty-five were the Senate heroes twelve. I was like twelve years old. <sighs> dude, like, seriously,
0: wait! I just realized for the first time that like just say no and the per- parental advisory explicit content uh, icon are at the same exact moment in time.
1: Like we'll just hey, say no hey, we'll was a couple years them. ahead, yeah. But yeah, that's Talk and, and it's us. And look at us, man. We listen to explicit music while doing all sorts of crazy drugs, Nancy. Uh,
0: Our friend Kevin also has said the same thing to me. Like, everything was marketed at us. Like, everything was targeted at us. And that was before this internet shit where they can target at me. Mm -hmm. Right? At least it was a collective of us learning this
1: stuff. But now they can go after me. I think about the legacy of that. And, you know, 1985, there's Senate hearings going on. Like they call up Frank Zappa and Dee Snyder and Bob Denver up in front of the Senate. John Denver, you mean? <laughs> right. What, what did I say? Bob Denver. Gilligan. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, Gilligan was not called before the Senate to testify. <laughs> Yeah, but they all partied together so I get in your confusion. Yeah, you know we end up with this parental advisory explicit content sticker which was like everywhere. It was like on all the cool albums. I think there was a Frank Zappa album that came out that was all instrumental but one of the song titles was, I don't even know what the song title without looking it up is, but it was like something risque and they slap a parental advisory on a fully instrumental album.
0: Okay, check this out, man. The parental advisory uh, symbol I remember from Sam Goody. Do you remember that? It was like yeah. a like a cassette and record store, maybe a CD store later, right? That was in malls. Remember malls? <laughs> Do you have malls by you?
1: We still have some, but nobody goes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get like. Did you ever have a, a a moment where they were like, I can't sell this to you without your parent here or show me ID? Oh, I can't remember it.
0: Uh, you know what that's something I might not remember. Like Yeah. The things I remember are way more traumatic. I mean, not bad. Like, not, maybe not really bad, but just traumatic to me. But like, no, I don't remember anyone telling me I couldn't get something. But I do remember when that appeared on a lot of things. You're right, because it probably wasn't them who told me that. It was probably my parents who told me that,
1: right? They had this list. It was the Filthy 15. It was, you know, 15 songs that they pulled out in the Senate hearing. And they were all, like, they picked, like, if it was sex or violence or language or what what have you but if you go down the list there's fifteen songs and most of them the issue is with sex um, there's only one song on here that even says anything about violence and it's twisted sister we're not gonna take it but what does that tell you like the whole there's fifteen songs on the list one has anything about violence and it's we're not gonna take it which is like oh that's not necessarily the most violent song I've ever heard of but Everything else on here is like sex, like Prince Darlin Nikki about sex, Sheena Easton, Sugar Wall, sex, Judas Priest, Eat Me Alive, George Michael, Fame. right?
0: Faith or I Want to Have Sex? That was, not on, have sex. That was sex, not on there. Sex.
1: Madonna, was that was not on there. Madonna, like, Madonna, like, dress you up. Like all oh these man, songs yeah. are about sex, and then Cyndi Lauper, She It's like they hate sex, they hate masturbation. Meanwhile, they've got all these campaigns like Abstinence Only and. You can't have sex, you can't masturbate, but we're not going to take it is forbidden,
0: Dude,
1: I think it was the way they were
0: dressed and that's probably why they got in trouble. I mean, not in trouble, but like, you know, basic, yeah, like, we're not going to take it. It's a good karaoke song. All right, I'm not going to do it now.
1: <laughs> that's better. What do you know about Lennon? I mean, I know John Lennon was quoted as saying, in a world with major pollution and guns ablaze, they have to pick on someone using foul language, which I think was something he said around the, the whole PMRC movement in the 80s and the quest put stickers on albums. Yeah,
0: man. I don't know about you, but words are picked on all the time, and like words can opt- to escape the truth. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. <laughs> I actually just found this this out like literally in the last week. I was zooming with my friend Darren, and he told me that like skinny puppy was used to torture prisoners like on Guantanamo Bay. Like, <laughs> we we used,
1: we used to use skinny puppy to scare people out of our house parties in college. So Gee, which means it, we it could works. have had a
0: good anti-terrorist career. We could have been kings of torture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, only pro- <laughs> the only problem <laughs> yeah. When we played Skinny Puppy though Is like all the freaks would show up So like we tortured like People would leave them They're like this is horrible But there were a bunch of freaks That liked Skinny Puppy And they'd come in and, and Yeah and parties we were would freaks, go were like, And to we like
0: Skinny Puppy Yeah but like There was no alcohol left It was just freakness Yeah I guess
1: that's something That's all you need now yeah. Hey. <laughs> which is which is the moral of the story that the the PMRC wanted to convey to us? You don't need drugs to have a good time. Or sex. Right? You don't
0: have to have sex. Baby.
1: All right. Yeah, man. Well. But seriously, do you think this whole PMRC thing? And I always remember Tipper Gore. And again, we were the demographic it was being targeted at. Do you think it was enough to cost Al Gore the election in two thousand? Not at
0: all. Had nothing no. to do with it.
1: Yeah, I mean... No no one remembers that. I was also, what, 27 at the time, so nobody my age votes anyway, so... Well,
0: I've been getting those... I'll tell you this, you know how you get anyone to vote? They send you the thing and you send it back. Like, I've been getting those for like 10 years. But it's true, man, I would never vote when I had to go to someone's garage and click a box. I mean, I did go, but I totally missed elections. Totally. I get how 20-year-olds miss elections. Yeah. But like, if they fucking send it to you, easy... They put it on my mobile
1: phone even easier. So, the moral of the story is have we phone changed? Online. <laughs> but the moral of the story is have we changed in our musical habits, our musical tastes, and has that led to censorship? And are we bad parents? Well,
0: okay, so, okay, <laughs> 60 seconds or less, I think I'd summarize it for me as yeah, I might keep out sex and curse words from my kids here, but like, also, they're just words, so I'm like, eh, you know, I've always been trained that way. So I'd rather See. hear the beats and I focus on that, but I listen to the radio mostly. Think about, it. most of their music they're exposed to is in the car. I play radio and they hear that in the background when they come into the room where I'm at, but like, I like silence a lot too, but in the car I'm listening to music, not talk radio. So like, they hear the music and I hear the music, it's popular music, it's got a beat, it's cool, it's And a lot of
1: commercials, you hear a lot of commercials too, right? Yeah, but the commercials are like local, so it's fascinating what people advertise on radio. So, I guess in the end, you would summarize that some of our behavior has changed, but it's only been a slight modification. Oh, yeah. So, with all this music and stuff and kids, have we changed? Yes, we have. Absolutely. Do, Do we censor? I mean, to an extent. You know, there are some, when the language is blatant, I'll yeah I'll do it or if I know a, a song and it's coming up I'll suddenly make inane conversation with one of my kids so that they're focused on that and not and not the horrible lyrics but you, you know, know I agree with you and I agree with George Carlin I mean it's words in the end of the day it's words and they know they're they know the words already my kids are old enough they know the words and the appeal of the forbidden fruit <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the bird, the bird was going crazy right before we started recording today. But (laughs) the bird, the bird was going crazy. Like I, I, I stuffed up two exits into the garage before recording today, and I thought he was gonna cause a problem. But oh
0: man, man, he's definitely
1: gone. And I say he because I mean, he based on his coloring.
0: That's so cool. Well, thanks for joining, and tell all your friends about us. We release podcasts every Tuesday. Thanks for playing.